Hello. Welcome to the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast. Hello, YouTube, Facebook. Hello, podcast. My name is David McNeese, and I'm one of your hosts, and I'm here with Aaron Patterson. How you doing, Aaron? Oh, I'm doing great. Made it through the, the winter storm. Yeah, we got quite a little bit of weather here in Mississippi and Tennessee. Yes, we do. We're actually in Tennessee, but I live in Mississippi, and we got we got more weather than I, a lot of people were expecting, I think. True, true. It was snowy and icy. It was snowmageddon. It was, yeah. Uh, and, and not just here, but at several parts of the, the country. Yeah, I mean, Texas got hit really hard, yes, so definitely we need to, for everyone that's affected, we need to remember them in our prayers. I mean, by this time this comes out, that'll probably fade it a little bit, but definitely something to be praying for, because that's going to be some extended long-term recovery. Oh, definitely, definitely, yep. definitely. And Aaron, what are we, where are we at? We are in Galatians chapter 2. Okay. Beginning Galatians chapter two, and like we were talking about before we get start, we we started recording today. There's a lot in this chapter. Oh yes, there is. There is a lot. There is a lot to unpack, and I'm not sure uh, which direction we want to go in, but we'll figure it out as we go. Oh, definitely, definitely. We'll yeah. We'll see what happens. For sure. All right. And as always, uh, keep in mind that that I am reading from the. King James version and David is reading from the English Standard version. So if you see it, sounds a little bit different when one of us is reading and the other one. Uh, that is why it is two different translations, and, and it helps us to kind of get a better understanding of words and things like that. Right. It's good. To, it's good to have a mix. Oh, definitely, definitely. All right. Well, uh, let's dive into it here. And uh, I, I guess the best thing to do is we, when we left off. Uh, Paul has kind of rebuked the Galatians. He's kind of given them a, what, why are they falling away? We talked about that a little bit of, of how they've been falling away from that. And uh, how the, the, we go back to Acts chapter, uh, Acts chapter what chapter was it? It was 15. 15. And how it was those that, that Paul had probably studied with converted the, the, Phyllis, or the, the Sadducees and, and Pharisees that he'd probably been working with that were influencing uh, these yeah, in Galatia. Definitely more the Pharisees. They yeah they turned them away to another gospel. Like we talked about, I believe it was last week. If you True. think of a, or well, one week whenever this comes out. Yeah. One week is, uh, one week, wow. <laughs> one, the gospel when it boils down is the saving power of Jesus Christ and True. the simplicity of that plan and how you become a Christian. Yeah. And they were adding to that. They were changing that and making other requirements for being saved, such as circumcision and keeping the old law. True. So they were literally perverting the gospel. Yeah, and and that's what chapter 2 is really going to dive into here, is about how they were perverting the gospel. Right. And and really what played into that a lot more. Right. Uh, So, David, you want to start reading there in the first couple of... Well, let's go through verse 5. Through verse 5. Okay, Galatians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Then after fourteen years I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. I went up because of a revelation and set before them, though privately before those who seemed influential, the gospel that I proclaim among the Gentiles, in order to make sure I was not running or had not run in vain. But even Titus, who was with me, was not forced to be circumcised, though he was a Greek. Yet because of false brothers secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy out our freedom, freedom that we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into slavery. To them we did not yield in submission even for a moment, so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. Alright, so here's Paul telling them what happened. What what has taken place. Uh, and and uh, you think of this. Uh, here is Titus. 
uh, someone that Paul is very close with, someone that he writes a letter to, uh, and he says that he was uh, he was with him being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised in verse 3. And that there was false brethren that, that came in to spy on their liberty. Right. To, to seek them out, see what they could find. Uh, and and see why this had taken place. And, and keep in mind that uh, we've we got to kind of go back to the old law uh, because that was, was a... a uh, circumstance under the old law. If you were a Jew, you had to be circumcised uh, on, the on, on the eighth day uh, of life. Of life, right? As a male. Yeah, as a male. And like we talked of before, that was one way they were preparing the gospel. They were putting that on to people, saying, "Look, here's uh, Gentiles that are obeying the gospel, yet they have not been circumcised." Yep. Uh, and if we look at the the what Christ teaches us of the gospel, that plan of salvation, of how to be added to the Lord's kingdom, circumcision is not in there. No, it's not. It's not. It's no, not. The old law is put away. Yeah. And we're going to get into, if you try to follow the old law, you're putting a lot more on yourself and others than it's oh, supposed true. to be there. True, definitely. And that's a good thing for us today. I mean, we, we of, you often hear arguments of uh, people saying, well, you don't follow the old law. Or, or they want to pick parts of it out and say... Uh, I, w- I want to to do this part of the old law, but I don't want to do the rest of it. You can't do one and not the whole. If you True. take on one part, you got to take the whole. Exactly. Uh, exactly. This is, I'll share a little funny anecdote. I don't know if this was appropriate, but people would try to bring in the Old Testament when I was in high school, you know, younger years when I was oh, yeah. a little more uh, less loving, I would suppose, you know, with my approach. But they would True. say, we want to do this, we want to do that. Whatever whatever the argument was, it was Old Testament. Yeah. I'd be like, well, do you burn goats? <laughs> Exactly, and their answer would always be, "What? What? Yeah. I mean, you you got part of the law. You got to take the whole law, which would mean the whole sacrifices and everything. True. I mean, they it's just and it would blow their minds, and they'd oh, be yeah. like, "I don't understand." I'm like, "Well, if you take part of it, you got to have it all." Yeah, definitely, definitely, and, and that's a good point to bring out that at this point where Paul is, that old law and and the the, the timing of it, the old law is gone. It's been nailed to the cross. There's a New Testament, a new will uh, that, that Christ has put into place that he's implemented. Which is that gospel that Paul has been proclaiming. Which is the one he's proclaiming. And that's what Paul's saying. Look, I came to talk to them about that to make sure that I'm doing right, that I'm preaching it among the Gentiles. Uh, and I took Titus with me. And he wasn't even forced to be circumcised. But yeah. about that time, people came in that we learned in Acts from the Pharisee party. True. And tried to... To, to pervert it. Pervert it. And, and, and that get, plays a big role in here because now they're seeing Titus. Here's a Gentile, and they're, they're, it says they came in and spied on us. Uh, yeah, they, they're they looking for an excuse. They tried to come in and stir up trouble with him. It's like, these men have to be circumcised. Well, no, no they, they don't. don't. But yeah. And then I think it's an interesting progression that we went from, uh, in Acts especially, we went from just these men saying you had to be circumcised till. Later, there's an actual circumcision party. Yeah, true. <laughs> a group of people that push circumcision so much that it's become a whole sect. True. Basically. De- definitely. Definitely. And so that's what Paul is, is getting into. He says, look, we, uh, we've we come here. We have a grace. We, we don't have to do this. Uh, but the truth of the gospel is to continue with you. The gospel is to continue either way. 
verse verse six there. He says, "But of these who seem to be somewhat, whatsoever they were, it maketh no matter to me. God accepted no man's person, uh, for they who seem to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. But contrarywise." Uh, when they saw that the gospel of the, of the uncircumcision was uh, committed unto me as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter. And so here, here's where we really start to dive into what you talk about those two different sects. You have Peter and Paul. Right. Uh, well, sects, they're approaching different people. T- I think. Different people, yeah. You know, we, by circumcision, it simply means Peter was teaching the Jews. True. And Paul was teaching the Gentiles. Exactly. So, but it's the same gospel. It's the same, same gospel, gospel, but they were approaching two different people. Those yeah. who had already been circumcised and were already Jews, yeah. and those who, Gentiles, who most likely had not been. True, true. And, and you keep in mind, we have to keep in mind of, of where they're at, too. Peter is usually right there around Jerusalem. Right. That's who he's working with. Right, uh, Paul. He's the one that that is going out, you know, on these journeys and going to different places where there's Gentiles. Right, uh, and and even the Galatians that were were reading the book or the letter to, they were Gentile in nature. Right. Uh, so this was something that that may have been uh, pertaining to them because it might have, news didn't travel as fast as it did today, but it did travel. Right, no, they were they were definitely attacking these smaller, not smaller, but these individual churches. They were attacking them with this, true, with this doctrine. And you know, you, you, if they weren't, you wouldn't see mention of it in almost every one of Paul's books. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. This is not an isolated problem. This no, was, excuse me, that was a spreading problem. It was a spreading problem, and Paul's trying to address it and, and right. say, no, this isn't the way. Right, and, and this brings us to the other point. We think of those that are circumcised and uncircumcised. Uh, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, about the the different characteristics or classifications of these men, right? Uh, not really, I wouldn't say race, but maybe a status, uh, a cultural thing, cultural position. I mean, yeah, I mean, Be- in a way, it is race because you've got Jews versus Gentiles. True, but you know, cultural religious background. Yeah, yeah, because you have some that that probably had grown up in a Jewish background, right? That that were circumcised. That's what they've been taught from their youth up. And now here's someone saying, wait a second, you don't have, these other ones don't have to do that. And you can see that conflict coming there. Yeah, and we'll definitely see in the next few sessions. Oh, definitely. Um, how that affects even those who are to be held to the utmost standard. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And especially when we start talking about the, the, the Peter right. and, and Paul right. relationship here. Which that'll be a whole discussion in and of itself, I think. But. It will. <laughs> yeah, that, that's gonna be a, there's going to be a lot on, on just that. Yeah. Uh, and what takes place there. But uh, I think the main thing to take away from this first part is to go back to the gospel and see what it teaches. Don't go by the traditions of men. Don't go by a hearsay. Uh, some, and, and that's another thing we need to bring up. You know, Paul knew all these things. He he was a Pharisee. He was this intellect that was in that group. And yet here he is now saying that circumcision is not part of the gospel. Uh, again, kind of that 180 flip on, on, on Paul uh, from where he was to where he is now. And what he's doing and trying to do. Well, it's something brand new. I mean, the gospel oh, was the good news. I mean, yeah. the old law... I mean, 
it was a tutor. It brought them to where they needed to be, but it really truly couldn't bring life in the truest sense. True. That's why the gospel was such good news to all people. Oh, definitely. Everyone had access to the blood of Christ if they chose to accept it. Exactly. And that's 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 powerful. It, it is very very powerful. When you think of it, especially to those Gentiles who have been looking in all this time when the Jews who had the relationship with God, especially if they were devout men who knew the true God. Yeah. But they saw the Jews with a special relationship that they you know they didn't really have access to fully. And then all of a sudden, oh, this good news comes to me. I can be saved as well. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that's the beauty of the gospel. It's for all. Right. Christ came and died for everyone. Right. Not just a select group. Correct. And made it where it was readily available. Right. Uh, where anyone could have access to it. If they uh, so chose. And, and it, it brings up a good point for us today, you think, uh, to make an application uh, from this lesson for us today. Uh, don't look at the background of somebody, where where they've come from, if they've obeyed the gospel. Look at where they are. Look at where they are. At the same time, being sensitive to their background and being aware of how you need to approach them if you're teaching them. Oh, definitely, definitely. You, you, the Gentiles were not going to be approached the same way the Jews were going to be approached. Right, and you see that whenever there's a whenever there's a sermon preached, you see the different approaches. Oh, definitely, definitely, you do. Uh, yeah, we talked about a minute ago about. Uh, James chapter two. Yeah, uh, it really brings the aspect into that. Well, I think how of, they approach people. Yeah, you approach people differently. Oh, definitely. You think about how how Paul approached in Athens. True. Compared to how Peter approached in Acts chapter two and Stephen approached in um, oh, Acts chapter seven. Definitely. There's a huge difference in how you approach who you're talking to. Oh, definitely. Even Peter with Cornelius, there's a huge difference in how you approach. Yeah. Those with different backgrounds. Oh, definitely, and that's a good good point, especially with Paul. As he's journeying, we see him in, in several different cases where if there was a synagogue, he would go into that synagogue first because they knew the scripture. But like he did in Athens, uh, here they are. There, there's all these idols everywhere. Where does he go? To the marketplace. He doesn't right. use scripture. He uses their own teachings and says, this is not so. Yeah, it goes to, to Mars Hill. Or even they say this and this is true and this gospel confirms this. True, true, definitely. Uh, definitely, he, he, Paul definitely was able to, he, he didn't use, as he says, I forgot where it's at, where he, he, didn't, he says, I didn't come and use elegant words, I, I spoke it plainly to you. Uh, if, if you were weak, I was weak. If you were strong, I was strong. He, he, it became all thanks to all men. He did. He was probably the master of that. Yeah, and, and that's a, a, one thing that we need to work on. Yeah, for sure. Especially nowadays, because we have so many different walks of life. Yeah. Different, different uh, cultural backgrounds, different status backgrounds. Uh, what we say to one person may not be effective to somebody else. It may even be offensive. It might be offensive, definitely. Even if it's, you know, True. You meant in a good way, we have to be careful how we approach. Oh, definitely. I think of some of the things, you know, that I hear missionaries talking about, you know, things in other countries that are suddenly offensive and mean something totally different than they mean here. And oh, definitely. Here it would be just nonchalant, but there, I don't remember a specific instance, but there yeah. it's like, oh, my word. Oh, definitely. <laughs> what did you just say to me? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and, and you got to keep the language barrier in there, too. Yeah. You don't, you haven't, we haven't, Even body language, about. though. Oh, definitely. Uh, totally different. Different aspects, different rep, things that we need to keep in mind. Right. Uh, and if we do offend someone, you know, maybe if we do offend someone not on purpose... Uh, and we see that they're offensive, say, well, step back and say, hey, well, did I do something to offend you? Right. What's wrong? Uh, and, and work through that problem. Right. Uh, don't let it just sit there and fester. Right. Uh, 
for definitely. sure. Definitely. Uh, well, we've reached our 16-minute mark here. So, okay, well. Uh, well. We'll pause for this episode, and then we'll pick back up. And Alrighty. Uh, as we say at the end of every episode, uh, we love you, God loves you, and we'll see you next time.